However unchanging as it may appear, life at any one rodeo weekend, like life most anywhere else, is fleeting. One must always take photos with the greatest respect for the subject and for oneself. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio. And this is Ward. And this is episode one. 38 for what are we the end of june Ju- yeah end, end of, of june, june 2021 yeah yeah i don't know why i keep forgetting <laughs> it's like i'm ready to record the show i know the number and then i'm like yeah. what date is this so um i want to get right into the show because we're all here together we we, we i had an idea to ward because you and uh our our guest who wore me nameless for this for a moment uh you guys made a, a book, and we talk about it, uh, it usually, you know, at the end of the show that you made this book. And so yeah. I wanted to um, get uh, Mark Ryerson, who's been on the show before, so he's not a mysterious guest. Uh, you and uh, Ward and Mark, you guys made this book called, and I get it in front of Between Dust and Sky. And uh, I realized, um, we, you know, you have this book, and I've never talked to you about it. Uh, or at least not in depth uh, about the making of the book and the uh, the book itself, like what goes on in it. So anyway, I wanted to uh, welcome Mark back to the show. Hey, Mark. Hi. Thank you for having me back. Thanks so much for, for hanging out with us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know where to start. <laughs> I got all these notes and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I got all these questions. Uh-huh. But um, I... You know, I've been watching all these, you know, you, you know, you're probably watching them too, all these, you know, YouTube videos and people are taking these photography books and monographs from photographers and talking about them and, and using them as sort of uh, intros to the photographer and stuff like that. And uh, and I was like, well, let's let it, where we're doing this with audio, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. we'll do a, maybe we'll do a video of your book, but I don't have a copy of it in front of me yet. But um I really wanted to talk about what goes into making a book. Uh, so do you guys mind like talking about a little bit about the process first? No, not at all. Not certainly from my point of view. And it's, I think it's uh, fun to go back and think about what we did and uh, kind of, and just share it because I think maybe it will help other folks that are considering a project like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Mark, how did you hook up with Ward and do this book? Like, where where did the idea come from? Is it you or? No, it's it definitely Ward. Ward. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. I was I I met well it, it it was a long time ago. I met Ward on when I was wandering doing my uh, street photog or street portrait project. I think in 2015, and we hit it off and. We're shooting to get like shooting street photography together for, I don't know, multiple times a week. And uh, the way I remember it is at one point he's like, Hey, <laughs> I, we, I, you know, I need to give this the background story of, of the rodeo, which he can tell better than me um, uh, at Hand Hills. And we just started, started talking about it. And I said, 
I think I might have offered to say, hey, if you want some help with a portrait or whatever, you know, let me know. That might be fun. Mm -hmm. I think is how it went. It's like I said, it's been a, it's been a few years in the last, as everybody knows, the last eighteen months with this COVID feels somewhat like an eternity. So a lot longer, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it just spiraled from there. And I think, yeah, but it's it was definitely Ward's Ward's project. So I think that's that's my recollection. And Ward can uh, he's got a pretty good memory. So let's see if it if it jives. Yeah. So from my point of view. Um, it was um, well, not like I'm disagreeing with Mark. <laughs> I was like, the, we're the band that broke up, and that's, that's not that. Um, um, I decided, uh, well, actually, we'll go way to the beginning. Uh, I had been going to this rodeo since I was a little kid. I don't remember. 1975, I think, was maybe the first time I have a memory of actually being there, but I think I'd been there earlier than that as a you know an eight-year-old and um, my f extended family I have cousins and uncles that are involved or were involved in the organization the the staging of the rodeo and what's, it's what's just the name a, of the rodeo what's the, the it's called the handhills lake stampede okay and so how long has it been going on for it's been going on since 20 or sorry since 1916 oh was okay. the first was the first year? Was it nineteen? That was maybe nineteen seventeen. Okay. Because it was the hundredth staging. So of a it, long right? time ago. Long it's time. Going, ago. Yes. Right. So and it had it had never missed like with war or whatever it had never missed uh, a date. It used to be a midweek rodeo like on Wednesday. Uh, my mother says she had recollections of taking a field trip out from Delia, which is just a few miles away, to go um, attend the stampede. And in those days, it was on a Wednesday. So um, in order to attract more people, of course, they moved it to a weekend and it was, one, you know, just a Saturday and then it became Saturday, Sunday. And now they have what's called Slack, which is an overflow of competitors can come on Friday. And so it's 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 more like a three-day event now. Um so yes, yeah, so I've been going to the Stampede since uh, this this rodeo since I was a kid, and the hundredth anniversary was coming up, and I had been you know I'd been doing all the street photography with Mark, and and just getting there was all this interest I had all pent up, and wanted to do a project, and so well, maybe we should just I'd been talking and fantasizing about doing a book. Why don't I just do this hundredth anniversary and make it some kind of event? And I didn't know what exactly it should be. I had some ideas and my initial, uh, initial thought was it would be a black and white book, like a medium sized book, um, you know, between, I don't know, 20 and a hundred pictures in it or something, something to, to give my idea and my, my current state of what I thought, uh, I could, I could bring to, shoot a rodeo which was not straight up sports and and the time in the few years before we produced we produced this book i was just shooting straight up rodeo sports photographs like you might see in a rodeo magazine for instance or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know promotional material and i was i was not really anyone anyone who had any kind of skill could take those sorts of pictures so they were not satisfying they were interesting and a lot a lot of other people around me and family love those pictures but that was not really my thing. So I, you know, I wanted to do this. I thought uh, my original idea was it was going to be black and white. And then I thought if I was going to cover all three days of the stampede, 
and knowing what my hit rate would be, even in a target-rich environment like with all the people gathered, thousands of people gathered at this rodeo, I probably wouldn't have enough material to make something like a book. I might have a folio, but no, no one's going to see that, right? So very few people are going to see that. So, um, so yeah, so I asked Mark, I think that I, th I sort of remember the language. I think I said, would you consider <laughs> coming out and shooting the rodeo with me? And then we talked about it for a while. <clears throat> I had an idea just because of the kind of the way I work. I wanted to, because my comfort zone, if you want to call it that, was shooting sports. I kind of wanted to bias my pictures to sport type images, strongly graphic um, sport images, but more arty. Mm -hmm. So they weren't about, um, they weren't so much about the competitor and the time that they hit and who they were and the horse, you know, it was more about, um, it was more about form and composition and graphic appeal and a little bit, um, if you want to call it elevated, but it's not about the instant that the picture was taken. It's was about these, my idea of the aesthetics of shooting a rodeo in, in a book that would give you an impression of the rodeo that was not as if you were going to be there. Now, if there's that aspect, what I could bring and what I was thinking from a viewer point of view, a reader's point of view for the book was if you had been to a rodeo before, or you'd been to this rodeo, which was sort of the target audience for the book, you would get this rush of familiarity and recognition that, oh, yeah, this, oh, I know that where this is. Yeah, this is what happens, you know, whatever. And there was that kind of that recognition, and I wanted, I wanted that reaction in a viewer uh, or a reader that had been there. If you had never been to a rodeo before, um, I wanted an idea that if you had gone through the book, you had some kind of feeling of what it would be like to be there. And it's not about the times that the cowboys and the barrel racers do or how long they can ride the bull. It's just about the kind of the sights and sounds, even though there's no sound, um, the sights of being at a rodeo. Uh -huh. So, and, so, well, sorry, I want to interrupt no, so and get Mark in there, but yeah. Mark, how did he sell this to you? <laughs> well, I want to hear. Yeah, see, our, our 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 recollection differed a little bit, so uh -huh. which is which is fine. Yeah, that's good. And cool. and, and it's probably just the way that he got encoded into my memory. But I don't I don't really remember what he like. Aside from hey, would you be interested? And I'm like sure. Like I don't know. When we, I think if it was just a try to shoot the sporting aspect, I I would be out because. I don't shoot sports, uh, and, and there is there is, you know the the the, the good sport the good shots that capture the action in the book are are definitely Ward's because he had that familiarity with the cadence of the rodeo and the, and and every event, mm -hmm. and so like and and the way the animals move, and so he knew when to pull the pull the trigger to to shoot to to take the shot, whereas I had no idea like. I think we were, I think it was it we were joking at the time if I remember correctly like it was kind of my first rodeo not that I hadn't <laughs> been to a rodeo because yeah. you know we're in Calgary and there's the Calgary Stampede which is you know reasonably well known and so I've been there many times but uh, you know at the at Calgary 
uh, even if you have good tickets to the rodeo, good seats, you're still very far away from the action. And so Hand Hills, it, you know, it's a, it's a smaller venue, um, same competitors, but smaller venue. And so you're m- much more intimate with the action and the people and the, and the stock. And, and then we got licensed to go anywhere we wanted to go. And so nothing was off limits. So now it's, you know, you take it to the level of, of an intimate rodeo and then you take away all barriers. And mm-hmm. so it, we got, we got into and on and in on behind places that you don't usually get, which made it so much more interesting. And, um, but yeah. Ward, you got the, you got, you were the one who were able to get the access to the. Yes. Yeah. And how did you sell them on like, Hey, me and this guy want to go, you know, my friend want to go take pictures uh, and have full access. How did you sell that? Did you, did you like show them previous pictures? Did they just walk around with a camera around your neck and say, I'm a photographer. You know, like, no, no, no. He, wow. knew a guy. he knew a guy. <laughs> I knew a guy. <laughs> knew a guy? <laughs> so, and I told you that my extended family had been involved in the organization of this rodeo. Mm-hmm. So my first cousin is the chairman of the board of the Stampede there. Okay, it's good to have. So I here. said, we were thinking about taking pictures for the hundredth, and we were thinking about doing this art book and whatever. Um, what do you think? He said, okay, we'll ask the board, and then after the next meeting, you know, we got the approval to do it. Oh, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, ask. <laughs> so um, that's how that happened. So it was, you know, happenstance and. And, and there, you know, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure if anyone had asked them, um, they were um, probably ripe for it. You think? Well, no, no, I think, oh. well, they didn't, they didn't have, and, and what I was afraid of, I thought we, we needed to keep this big secret because, well, it's the hundredth anniversary. I mean, tourism, Alberta, like a provincial tourism board might come and, you know, swoop in and mm-hmm. take these pictures and, or do whatever and make it a kind of a footnote and, whatever, you know, was going on in, in the province. And there was nothing really. The only people who were really celebrating in my mind, I could be wrong, was the board themselves. And they were pitching it and they were going to spend a little bit more money on marketing to bring people in. And they did. They certainly did. It was busy. So, yeah, it was busy. Um, we thought on the day, I don't remember exactly, we thought there was maybe 5,500 people there on on the Saturday. It was more because it's usually – Around, I don't remember. It was something whole, like you that. said. It was a three-day event, so three-day event. But people Friday, come out Saturday, from Saturday, Sunday, kind of thing. Yeah, Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. There was a tour bus there that was a charter, um, charter. Um, what was it? Um, my goodness, it was a travel agency that brought people from Spain. It was a bus full of wow. Spanish okay. people wow. who were familiar with you know bullfighting and so on. They wanted to come see a, a rodeo in Western Canada. And All right. so, so go ahead, Mark. Just the, the difference in this rodeo, three days. So this is my impression from an outsider is, so again, the, the, the experience I have is you go to the rodeo for a, a short period of time, you know, four hours, five hours, whatever, during a, a set per thing, or maybe you stay late and watch a Chuck Wagons in Calgary, whatever. So here, no, there is hundreds of people that are camping around the the, the arena and the track. So you're, you, there's a lot of people that go for the full three days because they're just they're staying right there with all those RVs. I saw one of the yeah. pictures had a yeah. panoramic, yeah. and in the background, there's like it looks like a thousand RVs. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, it's almost too bad we didn't like this was a little bit before drone photography really was mm -hmm. a, it was a thing, but it would have been nice to have a shot of that of that event because of how busy it was. Um, but just would have you know we didn't get that, but there was a lot of people there. Like I think they were they weren't weren't they camping like sort of in the in the um, overflow area like yep, places absolutely. they were like yep. just it was packed full of wow. campers and yeah. tents and. It was bananas. So before you go to the event, I want to get sort of the picture of this. You got, did you guys like powwow and say, this is how you're going to tackle, you know, you take these pictures, you take those pictures, or was it just like, I mean, did you kind of figure out, did you try, because Ward, you're, you're already planning to do a book, right? This is like, you're there now and you say, this is going to be a book, right? Yeah. So did you guys figure out what to do or was it just like, so you didn't overlap or what was what was no i had just did for me it was just a general impression of i wanted to do my arty sport thing and do some documentary and i knew you know i knew the venue pretty well so there were places where i knew people would gather like the concession like the there's a um they moved in an old um schoolhouse you know uh, you know there were, were classrooms and it became uh, and the classrooms and hallway and so on and they converted um or, or they had built a building to have a commercial kitchen and then, you know, you'd get your hamburger and then you'd go sit down in this concession area that was an old classroom and so on. So there were places where I knew people would gather, so I'd shoot them. But we didn't really um, – uh, actually, w what I envisioned was we would just do what we felt we needed to, uh, you know, trust and enjoy Mark's work that he does on the street and – you know, his portraits are in the book. We'll talk, talk about that too. Well, you wanted me to like that. That was the one thing we did. Like we talked about like that is in that, like what, what we're describing there is sort of the, what we were trying to, what he was trying to capture. So we didn't like plan shots, but we, we sort of talked about the mood. So it's not like you're going in there like, Oh, what am I going to do? No, mm -hmm. we knew what we right. wanted to do. Well, no, mm -hmm. sorry. We knew, we knew the goal of what we were trying to achieve, right? And then yeah. it was just trusting yourself to find the shots and 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 let your like let your subconscious see what it needed to see because you already had talked about the goal. Aside from I got you know my my I was tasked, so to speak, to to look for portraits. So that's why there are portraits in the book. Is that wasn't coincidental? That was very intentional mm -hmm. to to have yeah. them in there. That was, I think that was really the only thing that we really wanted that was really planned was having some portraiture of, of the Cowboys uh, specifically um, and then beyond, or cowgirls. I don't know. Is there a gender neutral term? I have no idea. Cow, cow people. Cow people. <laughs> no, I don't. Sounds like cow pie. And, and just some, <laughs> competitors. I came up with the word competitor. Yeah. Competitor. Competitors. Competitor. Or, or yeah. cow petitor, maybe. Cow petitor. <laughs> Sorry, that's not good. That's not yeah, the competitors, right? Ooh. Yeah, because there was, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a lot of women that compete, right? They're, yeah, you know, they're yeah. they're not in the bulls, but you know, they're doing the the barrel races, which are, man, those women are crazy. <laughs> well, you capture some of that crazy in the book, uh, in in a good way. I mean, not like. Uh, <laughs> an insane crazy well maybe it's insane i don't know you guys so you go there and like after each day do you like sort of scan through your pictures and see where you're sort of lacking or are you just like yeah well you know we're eating hamburgers and we'll go and shoot the next day like I'm, I'm getting this idea of like how the picture should have 
more than we did. I seem oh, to remember okay. Saturday night, I uploaded a bunch. We uploaded the um, both of our days hauler. I wanted to do a, some kind of backup or something. And I was going through them. And I'm going, you know, oh, I got, oh, we're getting it. We're getting it. And I had a really good feeling on Saturday night mm-hmm. um, that we, you know, that we were actually capturing something. We went Thursday and up Thursday night, right? Up Thursday night, yeah. Yeah, so I think I was, you know, I was still in work mode. So I was up at like, I don't know, five in the morning. By Friday night, I was freaking exhausted. And really? by Saturday night, like, it was, they were like, well, I don't know, 18 hour days. Yeah. Because you're on, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're, yeah. We weren't, well, I wasn't, no, we weren't you know, different, but I like being my first time, I wasn't there to watch the rodeo it was working and it, it was, a, it was a lot of work. I was really exhausted by yeah. the end of it. Who bought the yeah, hamburgers? I, I was, <laughs> we bought our own hamburgers. It's <laughs> kind of funny because well, maybe we did get a credit. Uh, did we get a credit? Right. I think I don't maybe remember. not. Maybe that was some one other year. You know, it, it was, all mashes together. It was just chaos. And so we would, we weren't together often we'd we, you know we drift and find each other throughout the day and then we'd mm-hmm. wander apart because you know we didn't we one thing we did want to do is take the same picture mm-hmm. um and i don't think we had anything that was similar yeah. often and so we'd you know we'd kind of find each other or run across each other near lunch and sometimes we would eat together and sometimes not just because you know like Oh, there's something going on. I got to go do that. And right, like, right. Well, I need to it, eat. So I'm going to pass out. It does out. sound like a job. It does sound like it was a job. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. was totally a job. Yeah. You know, it's, you, sorry, I want Mark, to say, I want ahead. just before you go, because uh, I wanted to talk when Ward was, when he was discussing wanting to put together a book. I remember about that time, I think that fall, I was, I was taking a, a darkroom printing class actually at our technical college here. And the guy that's teaching it is George Weber, who's a, is a, in our world's a very well-known uh, Calgary, Alberta photographer. He's got stuff in the museum. He's like, he's an amazing, amazing guy. Uh, really nice. And I told him what, what this project was. And he's like, there's no way you're going to be able to put a book together with one weekend worth of shots. So at the end, remind me and I'll tell him, I'll tell you what happened after we were, we were done. <laughs> but I just want to get that in there at the beginning. Because okay, okay. As we lay this story out a little yeah. bit more. And you, um, you know, you said it was skeptical. eighteen hour days, but you were you said you were on. And when you said that, the first thing that popped to my mind is, like for me, when I'm shooting, uh, and it, it, yeah, it could be a job I'm getting paid for. You know, it could be, you know, I want to say tedium or whatever or anything. But when I got the camera in my hand and I'm shooting, it doesn't matter how much time goes on. I I, I could realize it could be twelve hours or five hours but because i'm on as you said that being in the moment present like time for me goes by like like as if it didn't exist and then when when it's done i'm like holy crap i'm really tired or this is like you know time for some advil or you know whatever but tell me if i'm wrong those 18 hours yes it's work but if you're on it doesn't really feel like work it was a blur it was was a blur right it was five o'clock in the morning and the light was coming yep. from when you walked towards the arena, it was in your face. And then the day was done and the sun was, you know, just going behind the trees. Right. And right. when you walk, it was back in your face and you walked back to the, to the tent. So yeah. that's, that's the only marked passage of time, yeah. right? It was, is because you're outside, 
you know, you had the shadow changing. Yeah. So, so but, yeah, you say that and I, like I wanted it. to sort of, you know, iterate to the mention of the people who are listening, like, you know, it feels like work, you know, you talk about 18 hour, 20 hour days, but then it like when you're in it, it, it really doesn't, especially if you're, I mean, especially well, you're something I, you, that you love, which is. Yeah, I had, I, w I would add to that though a little bit because I was following the schedule. The timed events had a schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a wild pony thing just before noon and then at noon when the rodeo proper started. So I had to position myself at different places around the arena mm -hmm. um, to catch the action at specific times. So that dictated through the day that dictated when I could eat and do whatever. Um, so in that way, the scheduling of it, like a broadcast schedule, right? So I did have to kind of stay on the stick about that. Um, so, uh, it, it for me that yeah it was a blur, uh, but it was not um, you know it, it, it for me what tired me out was a continuous concentration. I need yes, to be over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I need to be over there. Okay, this is where you know the light's not right. Um, or whatever I, you know, there's that aspect of it. Um, it, it was I don't know. I found it was it was that eighteen hours of flow right when you're in that state. Mm -hmm. And yes. Like I, I didn't adhere to the schedule like Ward because he was the sports guy and it's a good thing you didn't rely on me because they would have all sucked. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but but that concentration, like yes, you're in flow and yes, it's like time is, you, there is no time. But because of the, you're still, it's still the intense uh, alertness, right? Like you're always, yes. your mind just, yeah. but it's, it's, you know, what's beautiful about it is, I don't know that flow and you're just the intensity of the moment is, it was amazing. Like it was such a phenomenal uh, experience. Yeah. If you put yourself in that mindset, you know, you're going to take pictures, uh, you know, um, you do have a, a project or a goal for it. And, uh, it, it, you, you get in, like I just did a shoot when I was doing some theater stuff and it was, you know, shorter period of time, but the same kind of experience it was that intense concentration, looking at things, paying attention. Oh, you know, this person's going to do this and make sure you get the moments. Uh, so it's like, you know, a physical strain on your eye or just the way holding the camera, stick, like all that physicalness. And, and then, and, but the flow part you talk about, Mark is, is, is really in there no matter how much time you take. It could be two hours, it could be 18 hours. Um, it, it, it blends and it, and it time goes away in a mm -hmm. way. Um, which is just interesting because you know you guys are concentrating this in in three days. You're you're, you're you know you got a book project you're going to make. Um, uh, you got to do this thing because it's on this time. It's not like you can come back next week or you know two weeks from now if you miss something. You have to do it. Like you got to capture everything in those three days. And so it's just it, sort of an incredible thing to to like listen to and understand how. Um, uh, you know, it sounds like work and yet it isn't, but it is, you know, it, it's all these things mixed together. And yeah, in work, some way, work I'm isn't, the, isn't a good word, but it what? is, it, work isn't the right word, but yeah, it's, no, not the, work. it's not the adequate word, but there's, I don't know if there's a good English word for it. There are the words in other languages you think for it? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I say, yeah. I would think so. Yeah. I just think that sometimes like, you know, if you talk to somebody who's not a photographer who doesn't do this and you say, why would you do all that? Work? Like, it sounds like work. Like, why would you do that? Like, what, 18-hour days? And you're like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's not 
what you think it is. Like just Mark, like you're telling me, it's not, work isn't the right word for it. Um, but yeah. So anyway, it's it's it's, it's kind of cool. I want to go on about it. It's like after three days. All right. So you guys shoot the event. All right. You go back to home. Now what's the process? Right. Okay. That's to me. This is the part that's the work part because you're not in flow. Well, maybe you are. I, as we talk about this bookmaking process a little bit, I'm sure there's a bit of both. But you know, you've shot. Uh, umpteen thousands of pictures, I'm sure, right? Um, which I understand that the more you shoot, the harder it is to deal with this stuff. I mean, if we were shooting film, you would say, oh, yeah, of course, you bring as much film as you want. But but I know the problem with shooting digital is this, for me at least, this ability to just keep pressing the trigger and like, oh, well, oh you know, and oh, shoot, on the end, I've got, you know, 1,700 pictures i got to look through to pull out 10. Um, so, so okay, tell, me, tell us about that. And I don't know, Mark, if you want to start. And with the, no, Ward, you can. No, it depends what you're going to say. As soon as the okay. pictures were all taken, we did absolutely nothing. Yeah. We just printed the odd word, not printed. No, but, we, you know, we didn't do, we didn't do, I didn't, I didn't touch it for, yeah. what, two months? Two or three months, yeah, we did we nothing. We just sat like I, I, not even sure. I couldn't even confidently tell you that I looked at. I, I put them on my computer for backup, but and maybe looked at them as they came in. But that was it. And you're done. Just like get out of the window. nothing. Yeah, yeah. And just and then let the mind dump. Right. So you, because we didn't want anything to be precious. Okay. Right? Yeah. We still. I. I. I mean. I'll, I will. You know. Mark can attest to. I had a case of preciousness when we were editing. But, um, well, how many pictures uh, did you end up with roughly? I mean, I, in, in my mind, I want to imagine seven what in three 7, days, 000, two yeah. you produced that that ended up with this book of around you, you have about 80 ish pictures, 81, 82 shots in the book. Yeah, so we had I about 7,000, about 7,000, 7,000 between us. Yeah, yeah, so 7,000. Okay, so it's like one percent. One and a half percent. I don't like phone. Is that good or bad? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I wanted actually. I wanted to calculate this. What it turns out to in film, like how many rolls of film? Oh. Was, but I think I left my <laughs> phone in the other room, so I can't get the. Count. Well, I would have only been shooting medium format, so yeah, <laughs> way <laughs> more film. <laughs> but it's not true. Actually, I did bring. I did bring my i uh, my Pentax, my super. Oh yeah. Uh, and I did shoot a little bit, not as much as I wanted to, because uh, changing cameras was was uh, just too disruptive. Um, I think I did have, we both had two cameras though, right? Didn't we have two digital cameras, Ward? Yeah. I feel like I, we, so we didn't have to change lenses often. So mm -hmm. then a third camera was a pain. Um, but yeah. So 7,000 between the two of you roughly. Is what you're saying. Yeah, give or take. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you let it percolate for a couple few months. It's 195, 36 uh, frame rolls. 195. That's not that bad, actually. <laughs> Sorry. So, well, it's not the Olympics, but, you know. No, I used to go, when I used to go on, I used to, when I was going on stock photography trips, I would, I would usually buy, bring with me at least 100 rolls of film, um, you know, which is about 36, you know, 3,600 shots. Sometimes I bring 150 rolls, which was like a whole duffel bag just 
full of film. That's funny. That I would then tell the, you know, the guys at the airport, don't put it through the x-ray machine. Why? Because I told you not to. But anyway, anyway, I just, I, I, because I'm old school. I think in terms of rolls of film sometimes I know that, you know, in, you know, I can't imagine that you could have shot if that much film in, in that weekend, just the mere act of changing a roll of film would have taken too long. So, but okay. So 7,000 pictures sitting around a couple of months. Okay, so what's the next step? What's the, what are you, what are you doing to, like, did we, I, did we process a little bit then, or did we? I think we both called. Yeah, and, we both did calls, and then we printed or edited, edited. Yeah, in, we did in, the in first the proper sense of the term. Uh huh. Yeah. And we we printed what each printed two. Or I don't remember. It was a lot. We had a big stacks. Both had big stacks of prints. Yeah. And uh, oh, I, is it a bee flying around? I hear a noise there. No, someone's getting a text. Uh, someone's got a phone near a, a mic. Hopefully it's not it's me. Not Sorry. Um, so, okay. So you're, you're calling Ward and Mark, you're calling. Are you like somehow each looking at each other's stuff at any point? Are you sharing any stuff or are you just doing this on your own? Not much. No, okay. no, not much. Maybe there were some, oh, look at this picture I got. Or, oh, I'm, you know, maybe right. we did that. I don't, I don't have a memory of that. And so you're I feel like you're, maybe a little bit, but not a ton. Yeah. Yeah. So while you're, you're uh, calling, you're also processing. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, enough to kind of get, get us in the ballpark. Yeah. So okay. for me, if I remember correctly, it was because because we're a we're going to black and white. B, the intent was not documentary, pure documentary. So then it was like, well, I this is the image, but this is not what I saw, right? Because I I don't know. I, I don't mean to sound pretentious, but often I see in black and white, mm-hmm. like you you sort of pro, pre-process in your mind what it's supposed to look like. So it's like. Yeah, I remember that image. I like it, but it needs to be look. It needs to look like this, and so you would mm-hmm. do that first pass at a process to get it closer to what you think it should have been, or what you intended it. Mm-hmm. No, and intention. I can't say intention because there's just too much. There was too okay. much volume to say intention on every shot, um, but along those lines, right? Just in the first pass. Let me ask you a second because I'm looking when I look through the book. Um. It, I mean, there's a there's a few pictures that stand out in terms of uh, you know it's all black and white obviously, but um, the processing on like the portraits and the processing on the the events um, they look like they're they uh, meld together well like they're not you know one's really dark and one's really light. In fact, I think the whole I think the book overall the black and whiteness of it is very bright. Um, the, the the majority of them. There's some pictures, and you know what I mean, bright and light. I mean, you're shooting during the daytime, but there's a there's a a lightness to the the imagery. It's not heavy dark shadows, which you you know you're shooting in midday and stuff like that. So I mean, how did you guys figure that out? Were you just was that just like just happened to be like the ward? Did you look at Mark stuff and say, yeah, I like that, but could you lighten it up or vice nope. versa? It was we just, didn't guys, we didn't did this on your own. Okay. Yeah, no, we just did it on our own. Um, I have a, a memory after we did the calls, and I think we had a couple of hundred prints each, didn't we? And Something we laid like them out. I remember that we went to uh, Mark's office tower, 
and there's a boardroom table and we laid out all these pictures, um, the four by sixes and whatever. What did you do? Print them at Costco or something like yeah, that? Exactly. Yeah, did yeah. exactly. Four by that. sixes. Yeah. Four by sixes and just laid them all out and took a look at them right. that way. And that was the first, that was the first real collaborative, you know, actively standing beside each other collaboration of the thing. So I, I think, I think our style, not style, our editing style is similar. And I think it was both very informed by darkroom printing to be, to be like, it's, it's sort of the one commonality that we have, like Ward, you know, did lots of printing as in his, in his time. And I've done a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then, you know, we shot, we've shot together a long time, but I think we have a very similar eye and, and look for the 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 same tonal range in an image. I've never looked at one of Mark's pictures and thought I would have done the processing differently. That's uh-huh. fine. It's interesting uh-huh. that you say that, Mark. Uh-huh. It's absolutely true. Yeah, like and yeah, and I I would say the same thing with Wards when I see his stuff. It's the same. Like it's just it's like yeah, that's that's comfortable, right? Like that looks that looks that looks right to my eye, and I. You know, just the way, just the way. That's I think why this project works so well. It would have been a whole lot different if one of us shot really desaturated black and whites, or mm-hmm. um, not desaturated, um, low contrast black and whites, uh, or just simply desaturated color uh, pr- prints. It's that's not the way we. That's mm-hmm. not the way we roll. Yeah, no. Both you of know, us I, are comfortable uh, blocking our blacks. Yeah, I was going to say that. You know, looking through the book, I mean, my first. I'm looking on an iPad, so I don't actually have the book in front of me. But the shots themselves look as if they are prints. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like That's definitely look... we're going for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think John said that too. Or the the cameras are uh, is wasn't I'm pretty sure that's what our camera store book curator guy commented about. I think the same yeah. thing. He's like these don't look like they look like they like like they're this hybrid, right? Because there's a darkroom print, these pictures can't look like a darkroom print because that's that's just not possible. Right, right. Uh, but we 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 somehow married a digital process with a darkroom aesthetic. Can you know? actually just to take a side step for a second in this? Can you? Because uh, now I'm curious or interested. What what do you do in a digital process to make it to to? I mean, is it uh, to get to? I can't speak. What are you doing? And you don't have to give out the magic sauce, but what are you thinking about when you're processing to get it to look like that it's already printed? Do you know what I mean? I would, like, I would give you the magic sauce if I knew what it was. Well, what's the magic sauce up here in your head? Like, what do you? Th- oh. Because not it a looks lot of people. Right. Well, but not know. a lot of yeah, but not a lot of people have had you. you, you both of you are having darkroom experience, and so I have darkroom experience too. But I'm thinking like somebody who might look at this and say. Yeah, how do I how do I get this? Like, I want to do something like this. How do I like? What are you thinking about when you're processing? I I, I just echo what Ward said. Doesn't look right. Oh, okay. that looks right. All right, well, we'll have to probably we'll have to come I, back to this thing because because that's the thing about these shots. You know, there might be a few that look a little digitally. I mean, like like I don't mean that in a bad way, but you know what I mean. Like, like I can kind of see, but the vast majority of them look like. 
they were prints that you made in a, and put into a book. And like even on my iPad, it looks printy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoy that. I think that's what the appeal is to me of this book. You know, I'm not a rodeo guy, but the pictures themselves, I'm like, they look like prints and they'd be great. Like, did you guys have a show yet about this stuff already? <laughs> you know, actually, there's a question. Have you, you haven't had a show yet? No. Or we're planning. No. All right. Well, they would make good prints. I'd be up for it. Yeah, yeah. me too. Um, so, uh, okay. Grant. All right. Well, we'll, we'll table that subject for another discussion because I, you know, it's something I, I it's something I kind of want to learn about because I, you know, I, it's been a long time since I've been in a black and white dark room. And so when I sit in front of my, you know, capture one or Lightroom and I'm processing and I'm trying to like, you know, yes, when does it look good? But sometimes it doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? Uh, and so how to capture some of that experience, uh, you know, um, from you guys or learn from your experience and, and, and uh, sit there and, and try to do it myself with my own work, you know? So you're 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 in the the boardroom. You've got hundreds of prints, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and are you going through it and like pointing and saying, "Take that one out." Don't you know? Like, what's this first thing that's going on? My first memory is we laid out all these prints and jammed them onto this boardroom table, and then we both stood back and we circled the table for half an hour and didn't say a lot. We just absorbed and then we'd move pictures and they're like "Mm, this needs to be next to this one and then you just move and like i don't know to me it was all feel like i would you agree ward like absolutely it's hard to describe mm -hmm. thinking of two-page spreads you know doing the ralph gibson thing of having Mm Uh, not as on the nose maybe as Ralph Gibson, but some of them are pretty on the nose, you know, black versus white, yeah, this yeah, way, yeah, that yeah. way, up and down, forms oh. that are the same, right? Well, you're saying, uh, sorry, you just you just brought up a, a question for me. What made you decide to do two-page spreads rather than do single images? I mean, because there's something, there's a decision there to make, right? You could do page, page, picture on one page, what? I like two-page spreads because there's, I like the, the. Mm, and what? Like oh, and before story. you go, before, hang on. Before you oh. answer that, why not picture, picture, picture? Like one, like what? What made you decide one and one rather than one and two and two, or the, one, two, three, four? Like there's the book wasn't big enough for multiple, more than one picture per. Right, but then you decided that your pictures have to be a certain size, right? See, you get what I'm saying? Like, there's all these little micro decisions that you're making in the book. How did you guys make those together? Or did you just, did you talk about it? Like, you know. We tried, we tried, we tried one spread. I think it was with portraits, wasn't it? Portraits, yeah. We had five or six. So it was like a four and a two, or maybe even a one and a four. And we laid it out, like, you know, in, in whatever we were using. Did we use, I can't remember what we used. Do you remember what software we used? Book right. It's book, book right. right. Okay, it's in, the in uh, for blurb. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you look at it and you're like, nope. How do you? It looked like I was teasing. I said it was like the Brady Bunch. You know, mm-hmm. we're all these people. They're surrounded and they were not honoring the individual portrait. Okay. Why not make the portrait take a whole page? And then why not? Okay, so why not have two portraits? You know, facing each other. 
maybe there's a relate there's there's usually i think in the book a relationship visually or um um, literally literally right <laughs> a couple times yeah. so the subject matter and the pictures dictated how they would lay out um, you know it's you as you're you reminds me of something i i see there's a, there's a trend in on instagram and i see it on flicker a little bit where people do with the same age in black and white and then in color freaking drives me nuts because to me a picture pick one, is pick one. black or white or it's color. And I don't mean that. I, I could just mean in, in the same way that I feel like we did this book is like, you look at it and like, no, that picture has to, like, I think we, we excluded some pictures because they're like, they don't work in black and white. That is a color picture. Not because it had like dramatic colors. It just, it was a color picture and it, it demanded to be in color. And so the first call was sort of weeding out the, the pictures that, that had to be in black and white. Right. And, and, I think if you, you know, when you when you understand that when a, when a picture has to be a certain way, then you 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 will get what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. And then when we laid these out, there's pictures that had to be together, and there's ones that couldn't be together. It, 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 I don't know, like it just I don't feel like we waffled often. There was a oh, few, no. like I remember a few times we're like, mm, this is so close, but most of them are like, well, that's clearly together. Like next, yeah. Like and there was another a couple of situations where, and it was your suggestion, Mark, where there are these two and they, they paired pretty good, but mm, there's just something not right about it. And then Mark came up with this thing. It was, okay, then find a better one. <laughs> and if we couldn't find a better one to match, then that pair went away. Uh-huh. It was out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, okay, well, we'll live with it. No, it's gone. No, like it's we gone. just, gone. So we, it's a ruthless process, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I would. This would be something if I would imagine how it happened to a musician when you're you're playing something or you're composing something, and it just sounds right. Like it's just like, yeah, that's the song. That's it's mm-hmm. singing. This is the same thing. It's just like, yep, yeah, that's the way it goes. And what made you decide to do this stuff on your own, not get any like outside advice, or did you get any outside help? Did you say, hey, could you guys take a look at this and tell us what you think? Or I mean, that would did that come later in the process? Maybe not, maybe not so early on when you're doing this culling. I think a lot of that's my fault. I mean, I did some initial look around, see if we get a grant or whatever, and I just didn't really push. And I thought, you know, that we would somehow or other lose control of the content of it, and we well, wanted no, to I, make I, sure. I, I guess I meant more of like the creative, like the 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 process of of putting the book together, at least laying out. You know what I mean? Like, did you? Show the like these doubles pages to somebody else. Say, do these work, or was it just? No, we had we had well, we had pretty much finished maquettes for uh, for our friend John at the camera store to look at. We had blurb do like sort of like an approval print or or approval, whatever. We did different, uh, you know, a hardcover version with thick paper, and we did you know the thinner paper, whatever. We each spent a little bit on on doing blur borders with different media. Um, or different types of, of pages and format and so on. Um, uh, so, no, we didn't really show any. Well, we don't, I'm sure we didn't show anybody anything until we had something that looked like a real book for someone to go through. So, I, oh, go ahead, Mark. So, you guys, you know, you've talked to, you know, on the show, you've talked about books. And, 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 I, and I don't know how to say this, and Ward probably wouldn't say this about himself, but 
the the amount of uh, content, the amount of that he studied books. I think, I think I'm not sure anybody would have been able to do a better job than the amount of studying that Ward has done on the subject. Right? Like, I still, I, I, a little bit of an anecdote to this, but I, I many times have been with Ward in the camera store where they're in their book section, and he's talking to John. And, and not a word of a lie, they'll be talking about a book, not looking at the book, talking about a book. And he'll be like, do you remember that picture and, uh, in this book? And John will be like, yeah. And it's right next to that picture. Like photographic memory of a mm-hmm. book talking in abstract that they ta- that they saw like years ago. And I'm like, holy crap. I remember it doesn't work like that. And so when, when, we're, when I'm going through the process with him, I, I trusted – that in the, in that knowledge and in that experience and um and that's why i think we and then we we just riffed off each other with that and so you know when if i don't like again i don't remember a lot of times we were like i were either one of us was really keen on a pairing but you know it'd be like well i i generally just trust that we're going to do this and i trust that in, in the in the experience and the, the knowledge that Ward brought to the to the process. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of you to say thank you. No, what what I what I get from Mark or what I got from Mark out of this process was, and he just alluded to it a little bit where there was a pairing I was really uh, set on, and um, and Mark had an issue with it, and I'm like, you can't. Well, case in point, um, the title uh, picture of the clubhouse with the flag. I had a picture very similar, <laughs> a little bit wider, I think. You're talking about the one with the Union Jack? With the Union Jack, yeah. Which throws me for a loop, by the way. I, if you, but anyway. It was, ahead, the, so. it, was the, it was the national flag until, what, 1967 or something? Yeah, 66, 67. So, yeah, it was the Union Jack. It was the country flag. Anyway, so I had this great picture, and then uh, Mark said, well, why don't you have a look at this one? And I said, well, no, no, the the, the roof is too dark. It's, you know whatever and then whatever later that day he sent you know an updated picture where he he fixed the shingles and they're lighter now and it was a much more dynamic picture and it had the the talking birds about, talking about this one he, uh no no oh, it's the, uh no before that it's the the clubhouse with the flag nope oh no, bef- just, at the no, very no, beginning with the union jack right, yeah, yeah. with the union jack yeah for those of us that with our with oh, our okay, video, yeah, yeah sorry yeah, he's sorry. holding it up to the video so camera. and it's got <laughs> and he's got a bird flying i'm like Damn you, you win. <laughs> so there were like, you know, there was a, you know, there's a little ego hit, but not much of an ego hit because mm-hmm. the my plan B, his plan A, it's working out, it's contributing, it's making the book better. Right. And right. so, you know, I'd have that little pang of, you really don't like this? And he'd go, no. <laughs> we all it. get that. We all get that. I know. But it, yeah, it yeah. was the first time where, you know the original idea was the book was going to be all mine and right, mine, mine, yeah. mine, mine, mine. Now it's all, I got a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. We're, we're all doing good. And it's, and if you mean, if you look, and I think you did, you went and you counted the number of pictures that are his and are yeah, mine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so going back to what he was saying about the, the state of flow and everything, um, he got these wonderful lyrical images, particularly of the barrel racers, which I would not have been able to, I just simply would not have been able to capture those partly because he's sitting on the top of one of the shoots and it's this 
god awful angle iron that's up like six, six, seven feet in the air. He's up there with that 40 mil or whatever that, that mm-hmm. wide angle lens. And um, he's just, uh, he's, you know, he's bringing it. And my favorite picture in the book is actually his. It's not even mine. So. We'll talk about that for a second. You, you, you touched on this, this, like, it's, which, you which know, picture you're, is that word? Page 57. 57. I think it's 57. The white horse lady, uh, the, the white, this one, the white horse with the white. No, no, sorry. It's, well, it's around there. 55. Let's see. This 50. one? Uh, um, no, I can't there. see that one. It's, uh, whatever. Anyway, I, I'm just curious they're what all, that was. They're all looking at the books here. Sorry, 53. 53. 53. 53. She just finished. Go buy the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah go, go, buy buy the book. The, <laughs> go buy the book and look at page 53. So it's oh, a, wow. a barrel racer. There's very little horse in the picture, but she's got this kind of smile on her face. The horse is still breaking, coming to a really short stop, and she's turning, looking back over her shoulder, and she has a smile on her face, and it's a reaction to what she thought was going to be a good time mm-hmm. uh, for that run. And there's the sky, and there's the way her hair comes down on her face, and you know, the, just the positioning of the cowboy hat, and her pulling up on the reins, and it, there's a dyna- dynamism there. And a humanity to the picture as a competitor, mm-hmm. where I would have been about the act of doing it. She, mm, yeah, Mark got yeah. the humanity of it, and that was, you know, that was a blessing. That part, that part in the portraits, like it's the human part of it. Well, talk about that you were mentioning before, you know, for a second, and you know, I don't know how you could really get into this, but you know, it was, yeah, Ward, it was your idea, right? Your project, and you bring Mark on, and suddenly, you know. You're giving up one of your pictures because one of his is better, and and you realize that this thing has become bigger than you, like this thing that you're yep. that you're creating is bigger than you and Mark, you know. Um, so how does that feel to you, like like that realization that, geez, I'm not in it for myself. It's something bigger, and I have to give up something that I want. You know, I want my this picture to be in, but you have to give it up for the greater good. So how did it that, wasn't how did that big a sacrifice, really. No. It was about the end product. I wanted something well, how did it make that you we feel could both be that the end product would be better. I mean, you had some feeling about it. You know, there was some, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, yeah, you're not disappointed, but what you're like, wow, this is, this is great. This is fantastic. I mean, what, something's going on. But there's a perfectionism that creeps in, right? You don't really come to those conclusions until – days like today when we're reviewing it right yeah you're still working on it right well, yes this is better okay we move on what's the next thing you know yeah yeah we got to format the thing we got to you know we got to decide what the the cover pictures are we got to decide on the font although yeah the right. font is like that that was right all that i, I muscled stuff, that right? in yeah. yeah yeah that's all the so you end up with so you got seven thousand pictures you 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 lay them out into about you know, uh, there's 81 shots. Um, there's a few double page spreads because you've got panoramics. Um, and I've got these guys on. <laughs> if you can hear. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Not quite horses, but. Uh, so um, I was going to ask the. The, the, I want to get back into the production of it. You, you, you laid it out. Um, you came to a final conclusion like this is the layout. What's the what's the flow of it? What's the tempo what it what made you like these pictures go at the beginning? These pictures go in the middle. What go to the end? Just touch on that quickly. What what's the thought process? Um, 
we knew, well, we knew, we discussed somewhere then I don't remember this at all, but it came out that we would have a sequence of three or four spreads, and then we would have a pair of um, portraits. Three or four spreads and then portraits. Three or four spreads and portraits. Um, we didn't want, and we say in the introduction that we didn't want to have, we didn't want to necessarily tell a direct story but we have these little visual jokes in the book too, where the first picture of the, actually the cover picture is behind a fence. You're outside the action on the back cover is a picture of a closed gate. The event is over. We're leaving. Um, the first picture, uh, the, the, the title picture is taken at eight 30 in the morning with the sun bright and the union Jack being lit from behind. The last picture of the book is taken at night where you can barely see the fence posts and you can see the stars. It's nighttime. So those were things that we did to kind of give uh, a sense of a day, for instance, or a sense of, mm-hmm. you know, beginning, beginning and end. Um, I don't know how we sequenced the, the portraits. I don't remember that, but I had an idea and I got it from, um, from a writing class or something that I read about the individual sequences, the action sequences or whatever you want to call them in between the portraits, um, that there would be a kind of a, there would be a quietness in the first spread, a little bit more intensity in the second spread, and then kind of a peak of action or interest in the third spread. If there was a fourth spread, then it would be kind of a denouement, like it would cool off Mm -hmm. and then there would be, then there would be a, um, a set of portraits. So that was what I was trying to go for. So that when you're going through the book, there were these little peaks and valleys of quietness. And then uh, what like the first pictures are just of some of the architecture, the top, this top of the steeple of the church, the peak of the tent of the beer tent. There are these things where we, you know, we found these Mark found these um, um, parallels in, in view. Well, the, the church is about, you know, uh, observance and temperance and so on. And then mm-hmm. the, the beer tent is about getting drunk at night, you know. So there were these, they, you know, these little jokes, these little in-jokes, you know, you, you can get them or not. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But just something that we were thinking about as we were piecing them together. So that's kind of sort of where the sequencing came from. So that's, and I don't, I don't remember how we paired the, I, I really, I think I left it up to, Mark to do the the pairing for the, oh, we guess we worked together a little bit on pairing of the, of the uh, portraits. Uh, do you remember how we did that, Mark? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I'm looking through as I'm looking back, and you know it is a little bit of a look back because I haven't looked at this book for a while. Um, I don't know. Again, it was just one of those ones. Oh, those those two guys. Like I, there's the two older, two older cowboys. So near the beginning of the book uh, that we put together because this, which is interesting that we put them at the beginning, I guess. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's I don't know. Almost, just, almost like a just, sense of history. Now. Sense like this of history is, you're, yeah. you're stepping into something that's been around yeah. for quite some time. So that would be a, that would be my take on that. Uh, may not be yours. Yeah. But. Well, yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. The only pair that I know that we really intentionally put together was uh, Leighton and Larry, which was your uh, first cousin and and your and uncle, uh, yeah. just because 
you know, there's there was there is a relation of blood there. So um, I don't know. It's not, you know, I think I think if we if I was a guess now, it'd just be made up because you it's uh, or or interpretation rather, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like post the the post game interpretation, not yeah. not necessarily the thought process at the time. Um, assuming that there was a, a distinct yeah. thought process at the time, and it went not just like mm, that feels right. Yeah, that they work together, so we know these are going to go in, and then. So there's a lot yeah, of feels in this, right? Does it, this feeling yeah. right? Does it feel? Can't put words to it. You know, there's no uh, textbook for putting a book together. It's it's uh, no, no, but it's the it's an amazing process to do. Yeah. Um. So, uh, just touching this. I don't want to get too deep in this because it's there's so many different things practicals. But the practical part, you put the book. You got the um. Oh. I wanted to ask you what made you choose the different. There's different aspect ratios in the in some of the pictures. I know some of them look. There's some square. There's some two by three. I guess looks like straight out of the camera a little bit. And then there's this other, which looks like four by three, or something like that. I mean, there's some real, <laughs> well, deliberate uh, choices on the aspect ratio and. I don't want to get too deep into it, but was there any thought process in that, or it's just because how you crop the pictures? Because, or in anything I, about that, I shot micro four thirds, and Ward shot. Uh, I shot uh, APS-C. Yeah. So okay. sometimes that's why the the ratios are the way they are. Four third. Okay. And, and uh, the content. But you didn't crop. You didn't all crop it in all to four by three or two by three. Like like you left the pictures. You couldn't sometimes. We tried. No, the, they the would composition sort of dictated the aspect ratio. Yeah, we did the okay. best we could. All right. Um, yeah, and because not every picture is. Yeah, you know, the you've got. Um, actually, hang on a second. Mostly these. my for well, me. you are pair you are pairing like similar aspect ratios and pages. It's just part of the design process, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and if uh, if I was probably more experienced, I would have had uh, a little bit more margin around the subject, but uh, I don't even always think of that in the camera. Like when I would say for me and because of the way that I, and my role in this, in this project is because I wasn't doing the sport. So I didn't have to worry about timing. I didn't have to worry about that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was very much a reaction. My, my f- fingers and whatever reacted sometimes long before my brain caught up and went, Hey, that's a good picture. It was like, Hey, that was a good picture, <laughs> but it was already shot like yeah, yeah. next. Yeah. Right. And so you don't, you don't always have, and, and then in this entire, in this environment, it's so dynamic that you don't always have time to be like, Oh, you know, if I back, if I zoom out just yep. a tiny bit, it'd be, it would be better because if you thought that long, the picture has gone because the person's two steps gone. And if you're shooting anything with animals, that's why Ward was so good at it because he had that he had that instinct from the years of watching, mm-hmm. and why I sucked at it because I didn't. <laughs> and so I would push the trigger, or I would just press the shutter when my mind saw it, which was a half a second too late. And so I think I I'm pretty sure all my anything action related for me was garbage. I don't think there's anything in here that has that much anything aside from stuff that's, that becomes artistic <laughs> yeah. mm. right 
but it, and yeah or like the, the picture that ward was talking about you didn't have to worry about the animal's position because it wasn't in the frame right um I mean, I didn't, even with shooting sports, I didn't shoot continuous. I shot single frame. Mm -hmm. And I go click, 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 click. Like I wanted to time it because I wanted to make sure that the horse's legs were uh, in a flattering or whatever you want to call it, interesting arrangement. And I can't do that when the mirror's up all the time, right? I would rather, I would rather, mm -hmm. um, you know, time it so I could see. And you, you, it's a combination. You hear you know, you hear the rhythm. Again, when you, you know, people taking pictures of a, a bucking horse or a bull, the frequency of a of a of a saddle bronc horse is about one buck per second. You don't need a motor drive to do that. You can wait. Mm -hmm. One mm -hmm. second is plenty of time to pick your marks, right? Yeah. 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 Except I couldn't get any of them, so it makes <laughs> it sound a lot easier than it is. But the timing, the timing, it's humanly possible to get pictures in rodeo. So uh, let's get on to the end of this book process. So you got the 80 pictures. You choose what blurb to make it. Um, is that where you went? Yeah. Yeah. And you're satisfied? We were set, it seems like you were satisfied with that. Generally, um, we did have an issue with color cast, the varying color cast across um, the maquettes that we had made up. And did you work yeah. with them to, to fix that? or? Yes. So uh, you call, we called customer service or the, the sales rep there because our order was going to be more than 100. So we mm -hmm. um, talked with the rep there. And she, apart from also giving us a pretty reasonable discount for the run, um, they said that they would clean the machines uh, first thing in the morning and that our our book run would be the only thing that they would run that morning um, and to ensure that they, we were not getting uh, color cast and they weren't. Because I believe it's Epson uh, inkjet rig that created it. Um, so they, they you know, cleaned, cleaned the, uh, the printers and they did our run and the... Um, the consistency of the product is great. I mean, you could uh, maybe argue one thing or another, but they all—they're all pretty much identical. Are they sending you uh, test copies? I mean, how did how did you go the back and forth with them? Well, we had them send. I think one one they sent one that was based on um, based on what they said they were going to do, and. For uh, for me, it's just it's so hard. The tones that come out different. It's so much darker than what you see, and that's that's a perennial problem, right? Mm -hmm. So we wanted to make sure that we were going to be close and hoping for not too much variation, and and we were generally satisfied. I think that it turns out turned out pretty well. So they did work with you to make yeah. adjustments, and that was really nice. And, and yeah. you, you had an is that your initial print run? Or your entire print run was entire print run. Yeah, was we how did many? Once. 120. 120. What made you f come up with that amount? Just no, 200 was too many. 100 was maybe a little bit too little. So picked 120. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, that's it. You're, it was just we didn't know how many we were going to sell, right? Yeah. So right. we didn't want to do 8,000. I mean, it's really right, cost right, effective right, right. to do 5,000, but right. and you there's no way we could sell them. You were selling these yourself or bringing them to the camera store too or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, John bought uh, has bought a few of them, maybe half a dozen, I think, yeah, over the years. Remember. Yeah, something like that. He's there's still one on the shelf there. 
Um, and yeah, we came back and did hand sales. We had a table at the little craft fair that they had or the little, whatever they call it, at the Stampede, the community uh-huh. center that's uh-huh. at the rodeo has, uh, you know, people selling their wares, you know, well, Western themed things, of course. And then we were selling our book there. So we got quite a few sales from there. Uh, I got pre-orders on my website, um, sold a few there. I think I sold 30 hmm. before. Um, What's the bef- size of the book? It's an 8 by 10. It's eight by ten. Okay, ten by eight. However you want to say it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you got many copies left over. I think I have. Like- I think I have half a dozen or less. Wow. Here, I don't know, I, Mark. Do you have any left at I, home? I think I have three or four, may or yeah. less. Like aside from my one copy, yeah, maybe three or four. Not nice. much. Nice. Okay, so you did well. To, that was a good number that you picked in terms of selling. I mean, uh, printing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is it is it did you guys leave it on blurb to be available for print for demand or no? No, we didn't yeah. because with the, the quality, right? They would just be coming off as one-offs. Yeah. And so we you need to be careful that. with that, right? If you're going to yeah. do something like that, you don't uh you sort of lose control over the quality if you leave it for Probably something less of an issue if you're printing color. Right? It's just black and whites tend to have that green cast. Yeah, that's careful, that's right? the worst. Yeah. But I can see where even with color, like you know, you know, the reds turn to magenta or something like that. But so that's something to pay attention to. Um, well, that's great news that you guys don't have that many copies left. Uh, would you ever do a second run? If I mean, you feel like you need to, or you just you that's it. You you've got the well, something to your- think about. Um, I don't know how big the run would be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it is as as these sorts of books go. They're certainly a niche. I mean, the lion's share of our sales were people that normally attend the rodeo, family, and right. our friends. I mean, really. Uh, and then and then the few that sold at the at the camera store. And there's maybe been, I would say, less than twenty sales that we got from strangers from the website. Right. Mm-hmm. And- so. Have you thought about going to a publisher with this or is it just not like, did it ever cross your mind? Like to bring it to a book publisher? And not for this project. I don't think I did. Did you entertain those thoughts, Mark? I don't don't Uh, think I did. Well, actually we can segue back to the the George comment, the George Weber comment. (laughs) So when I, again, when I talked to George, he's like, oh, there's no way you could do that. And then I brought the final product and, and he was blown away uh, that we could get, what we did out of one weekend of shooting and uh so we 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 gave him a book which he which he appreciated and so he's done a lot of books through um a, you know, a couple publishers here he's, he's you know uh i think he's three or four books board yeah he's got quite a few done uh and so that year i like i asked like who who would you go talk to and he's like well unfortunately the the company that he deals a lot with uh, was doing another rodeo book from uh, mm. uh, what's her a photojournalist? Yeah, yeah photo Leah Hennel. Yeah, Leah Hennel. But her book has taken years to build, right? Because it just typically what it does. So he's like, they had they have a rodeo book in the can. So he, you know, I think that kind of like, well, okay, well, that's. I think one of the reasons pushed us to just do it to do self publish. Mm. But also, I th- you know our our friend John at the camera store, who's who's a who's a book photo book nerd, 
um, he, I, I, I felt nothing but encouragement to self-publish. He's, he's actually a proponent of self-publishing. Um, just the way the, the book industry go has gone. Um, he, he's a big fan of it and the quality generally is, is like, it's, um, it's not, uh, is it Stiegel or was it Steidel? It's not Steidel uh, quality, which right. is <laughs> right. and unbelievable. Like it's not there, but, um, but it's, it's pretty darn good. Right. And, and this, and it's this getting better. Really, it's yeah. getting better. Yeah. And so he's like, you don't have to worry about the quality. You're not going to get photocopier quality books right, anymore. Right, and so they're, right. they're, they're good. Yeah. And, uh, and then you can really control your costs, right? Cause if you're going to go to a publisher sometime, if you have to put out a pocket, you're going to be out a lot of dough Yeah. yeah. and you're not guaranteed to sell it. Right. Cause yeah. that's, that's just not what it used to be. It's not what it used to be. So poor publishers, they must be, you know, well, there's just not many of them anymore. No, it's not. Um, so I, we're getting at that time where I think we should probably start wrapping up. But um, I want to get from both of you what, um, if you could summarize, like the lessons. What what did you get from this? What's the learning? What would you do different next time? I mean, you know, the typical kind of stuff or anything that's untypical that you would say from the whole process of uh, working together and collaborating on this. Um, and think about it as if you were, you know, talking to me like you know what like if i'm interested in doing a book what 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 am i going to learn from this what am i going to get go ahead ward well for me is is it's culmination of a dream to produce a book that we published as an isbn number that has you know all the copyright all the all the you know trappings of an actual published book you know that you put up um you know, that I have in my, my lauded bookshelf over here, um, that the quality depends on the effort that you put into it and that it was a worthy thing to do, that it was a good project that's appreciated by a hundred people, you know, <laughs> um, uh, you know, it just, it, it just, you know, warms my heart that we were able to create something like this. And for the rest of my life, even if I don't produce another book, i we've got this, right. And uh, so for that, I'm, I'm, you know, indebted to Mark and all the people at the Stampede that let us in and all of that to, to help make that dream that is, you know, that's one of my dreams to actually to happen. Um, so that's what really what I get out of when I look back at it. Were there other things we would do differently now, like looking back? Absolutely. But that doesn't take away from the joy that you see in people when they go through it. Like we've had that, we've had that, you know, you know, Mark talks about when George Weber went through it. And when we saw John go through it at the camera store, he was just pouring through it and appreciating the, uh, the sequences that we put in. He's like, oh, wait a second. He was like, stop talking. I remember I was telling, I was talking to, was trying to say something to Mark when he was like pouring through it. And Mark's like, stop, let him, you know, let him read. Um, so yeah, the, just that aspect that, that it's good enough to be appreciated by people. That means a lot. Well, blurb actually got a hold of us and like, we'd like to, uh, we'd like your permission to potentially include this in some of our marketing materials. Um, so that was, that was kind of fun. Hmm. I don't think wow. anything came of it, but 
that that Must I'm aware asked. of anyways, yeah, but, but yeah. they did ask and then we had to sign a release for that. Um, I don't know if their compensation was ever considered or I can't no, remember. it wasn't. I think it was just for internal examples. Oh, internal examples. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But still like that we put together a product that they appreciated that much. That was pretty cool. Uh, what, what I don't know. It's hard to say if I would do something different. I don't know if I would do something different for this project uh, because I, th- it works, right? Maybe a couple little things, but nothing radically different. Some minor design changes possibly if we did it a second run. But the stuff, learned a lot of stuff. And uh, I, I love making books and I would be a, a huge advocate for people to make a book. However, uh, I would also say spend some time and look at some good books because uh, even though the barrier to do books is higher than, you know, pushing stuff on Instagram, there's a lot of crap books out there. Um, even though the quality of the imagery is good, if it's not sequenced well and it's not laid out in a, in a, in a logical and flowing fashion, it's garbage. And I think because books are an amazing way to showcase photography because you're not relying on a single one punch right there, there's you can you can work into an image and work through a, se- a sequence of something that lets you be a little bit more intimate through the through the through the process of viewing that you don't get in a single image you certainly don't get on social media it's one of my biggest pet peeves with it um so find those books that that sing right it's just like you're finding your favorite song find that thing that that has something that that stirs you and, and try to emulate it with your own imagery you don't have to copy it but you it's like learning the i don't know it's learning the the notes so that you can compose your own your own book yeah and yeah. uh but really spend a lot of time on the sequencing do it yeah. mul- many times and, I, and, and, sorry go ahead oh, i was gonna say i've worked on a couple books since this and that's the that's the most fun and difficult part is the sequencing Right, and even changing one picture totally changes the tone. Right, right. Yeah. In fact, I think it was it how long? How long ago? A couple months now. I was going through some with Ward. I'm like, I don't know if this one works here. If I do it here, I like, I like the way the light builds in this sequence, but having that particular image there changes the whole tone, and I don't want that tone. Right, and it, it, the, it was, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. And. Um... I mean, I'm all for books, and I know I, I always say this and rib ward about this, but like you know, my book collection has increased since I've met him, <laughs> you know, since we started talking, and I'm like uh, even with uh, Dave as well, because Dave Dave is responsible for a few books, and Mark, you might be responsible for a couple. I don't know, but you know, I I'm all for like I always tell my students, I always give them a. You know, they should look at books and I give them a, a, a book list at the end of the class. You know, I ask if they want, actually, I ask if they want them. And uh, so the, for them to email me, not all of them want the book lists. You know, I think that some of them just want to learn how to take pictures so they can take pictures of their plants or their boss's, you know, apartment or whatever. But some of them do want the book list. And it makes me, it encourages me to see that people still want books. Like, and, I know, I know. We as our uh, unusual collective, when we started, we were all for starting to book a do a book or a zine or something like that, and and uh, we got sidetracked with life and all the other stuff. And and uh, I, I kind of want to, you know, as we're talking here tonight, I'm like, can we 
maybe pick that up again and see if we can do that because it, it's just sounding like such a good experience to do. And also, like you're saying, Mark, the way to look at pictures, I think, you know, we lose so much context when we're throwing up a shot on Flickr or Instagram or some, you know, one of these places and you don't get the full effect. And so to see you, you guys at the, at the rodeo, and even if it is just three days, it feels like it's more than just three days. It's a, a whole experience and you can't get that any other way, I think, than, than a book or maybe even a gallery show, but the things, I think they both work hand in hand. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, it's just, you know, it's another thought I had on this when you're talking about it is there's a couple styles of books, right. That I've seen. There's the books that are the, like, Hey, this is the photographer. And it's just a bit of like a barf of their amazing mm -hmm. imagery. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's more of those singular images when we did this and, and subsequently the way that I've, this is the way that I now will do my books because I, this is makes me happy to do books like that is having that. And I hesitate to use a narrative arc because it's not the right word, but there is an arc to it. There is a, there is music, there is flow and ebb and flow. So, you know, that's, you know, working with somebody was challenging for sure. But I think, you know, Ward and I made, I don't know, we, we, we found the same flow. We found the same rhythm in our, in our imagery. So that's, that's, that's always the challenge is finding that flow. And then as you add people, it becomes more difficult, but, <laughs> and outside imagery is like, it, you know, genres, I think genres can cross depending on, on your intent of the book. Right. I don't think a genre necessarily dictates like a, a book of landscape doesn't necessarily only have to be natural landscapes. Right. 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 If right. you sequence it, right. Right. In fact, there could be some fascinating juxtapositions there. Well, you know, always think that you don't have to do this by yourself. You can always, you know, if you're going to do a book on your own, but seek, seeking uh, other eyes to, to help because it's a big process. I mean, I imagine looking at my own stuff and trying to come up with something and then like, you know, I could come up with something, but it, it may not work. And, and mm -hmm. to be able to open yourself up to feedback and ideas from other people, I think is really important. You guys had each other, which is great, you know, mm -hmm. and if you're going to do a book on your, on your own, I think seeking out, you know, moving out of that sort of, uh, you know, uh, vacuum of one person of you know serious uh i can't come up with words this late at night you know but the um anyway getting you out of be, yourself huh yeah you can't be too precious with your own imagery exactly that's, yeah that's why when we put it together and we got together and we put our pictures down when you put them down it was almost like that physical act of okay it's not i'm i'm offering this to the greater good and it's not necessarily mine anymore it's right. it's part of the project right. like right. you know there's symbolism there if you yeah. if you want to look at it so i mean you know to get on the soapbox for a second you know you're not instagram is you know is social media is all like me me here's what i'm doing me but you're doing a book you're serving the bigger purpose mm -hmm. it's no longer even if it is a book about your work it's not you it's the book you're in service of this Mm -hmm. physical thing that you're going to making that you're going to share with the world and, and get yourself out of it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. so that's a, an interesting 
thought process. You have to go, it's great that you can, you know, I put up pictures on Facebook or Instagram. It's like, yeah, look what I did today. Or look at my, look at this great shot I took. Okay, great. But book is not that, you know, I think of my friend, my, my late friend, Robert Herman, who did the book, the raw, the um, New Yorkers, you know, and uh, I mean, he had a lot of help and there were his pictures, but he was in service of the subject, which the subject was the New Yorkers, you know, sure. and, um, and, and the book is, is brilliant that way. And so if you're going to, you know, this is my sort of to the audience, if you're going to go make a book and it's again, don't think about you. It may be your pictures, but go and, and, and service the bigger story the way Ward and, and, and Mark did with their book on the, uh, on the rodeo. So, sure. uh, so let's, let's wrap this up. Um, Mark, thank you so much for coming, uh, and spending some time. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. How can people find you on, in the world? Uh, they don't need to look. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> There's nothing right. new out there anyways. <laughs> If you want to go look at this book, go to Ward's website. I think his links are still there. I, my, yeah. All my stuff is pretty stagnant. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a year. Yeah, and well, a half. it is for all of us. But uh, so wanna... have me on in a couple of months, and I'll try to get something worth looking at back up there because I think everything's pretty. It's got to got to have about a half inch of dust on everything. Okay. All right. Right. I don't want anybody looking right now. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Go look at go look at this book. All right. And and Ward, where are we where are we looking for you then? Since uh well the book is still available. It's at uh rosin.ca. It's on the front page. Um there's a click, you know, buy it now thing going on there. So yeah, we could if we could sell the remaining copies, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um I'm uh, Ward Rosen Photography on Instagram. That's where most of my work is. My my stream of consciousness, as I like to say. Hmm. And I'm uh, uh, Ward Rosen um, on on Facebook as well. Um, Ward Rosen Photography. All right. So yeah, can we, that's can it. We make the unofficial sponsor of the show the book. Oh yes, <laughs> the, uh, or, Ornus Photo. Yes, for all Ornus your photo and 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 your book, but uh, Ornus yeah. Photo. Ornus, Ornus.photo will get you my uh, my store yeah. where I sell uh, primarily Asian-sourced um, lens adapters and and seven artisans lenses. And yes, I know there's there's somebody out there that really wants to buy that 12 millimeter and I'm doing my best to bring it in. So hopefully I'll be able to put an order in and uh, there have been some some delivery issues, some supply issues at the, uh, for the manufacturer, but hopefully they'll be... All, all the kinks have been worked out, and I'll be able to get an order in soon. And I'll, right. I'll, I'll keep you posted. You're going to get any of those TT Artisan lenses, the ones that I've been hearing reviews about? Um, I don't know yet. We'll have to okay. see what. Right. Uh, I would like to bring that those those uh, body cap lenses, that 18 millimeter 5.6. I think that'd be kind of hilarious. Right. Okay. We'll hold you to with. that. We'll hold you to that. All right. All right. And, uh, you know, looking for me, you can find me at AM Rosario pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, which I poo-pooed before, but I'm still on Instagram and <laughs> Twitter. And uh, actually, I just I just uh, revamped my website. So if you want to look, it's uh, amrosario.com. I try to simplify it, make it look good for the phone and for uh, anybody who's looking to hire me. Because uh, my website before was kind of a disaster, so I simplified it. But anyway, go check me out there. And uh, that's it. Um Thanks, guys, for for coming on. And uh, I don't know what the next show is going to be, but it will be in uh, it'll be in a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, why, don't, uh, why don't you guys say goodbye? Thanks again. Thanks All for right. having me. 
Cheers. All right. See you later. Take care, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>